You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide, how to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. So say good night to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Come on. Big way for the bad guy. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, man. I'm trying to watch him. I I guess I did crank in a few new movies uh one you guys did on the regular show studio 66 oh how'd you like it that was awesome <laughs> that was hella good i wasn't expecting much i when you guys did your review i stopped right before you guys got to spoilers so i didn't know what was going on after that but i was surprised man not knowing pretty much what it was I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I mean, was acting the greatest? No, but they were having a good time, man. They, they made a horror movie, mm-hmm. and um, I did like the song that they were working on. Hopefully, they release that at some point. Like but, a forty-five minute song. I don't want forty-five <laughs> minutes of it, but <laughs> I want it though. That was pretty hit. That was a different sound for the Foo Fighters. If you guys are Foo Fighters uh, fans, um. A lot more harder. Uh, there was some blast beats and everything in that, and it was like just more of a metal, grungy sound, um, which I, I I loved. But I thought it was an awesome film. Also checked out the cursed. Mm. Slow, but I I liked it. I I liked what was happening in it. And then I checked out. Are you guys doing X or? Uh, just... We're going to. We haven't done it yet. Oh, okay, well then I'll just leave it at that. Right. I'll be a part of that. I'll be a part of that one. I watched that too. All right, cool. So, but um, yeah, let everyone know uh, where we're at. I don't remember. Uh, we are doing tonight's 1983 Scarface. You first spot it in his eyes, the ambition. Then you see it in his walk, the power. Friday, December 
December 9th at theaters everywhere. Classic crime drama. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen this movie, but I'll read Google's lengthy synopsis. <laughs> After getting a green card in exchange for assassinating a Cuban government official, Tony Montana stakes a claim on the drug trade in Miami. Viciously murdering anyone who stands in his way, Tony eventually becomes the biggest drug lord in the state, controlling nearly all the cocaine that comes through Miami, but increases pressure from but increased pressure from the police. Wars with Cuban drug cartels and his own drug-filled paranoia served to fuel the flames of his eventual downfall. All right, IMDb. In 1980, Miami, a determined Cuban immigrant, takes over the drug cartel and succumbs to greed. Short and sweet. This, of course, is directed by Brian De Palma, screenplay by Oliver Stone. Stars Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, Stephen Bauer, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, Robert Loja, um, Miriam Cologne, F. Murray Abraham, Paul Chenier, Harris Eulin, my boy Chichi, Chichi Get the Yayo, Angel Salazar, and a bunch of other people. Nez. I'm sure you've seen this movie a hundred times, but when was the first time you seen it? I actually saw this that weekend it came out. Nice. Um, so uh, I'm the old guy of the two of us. Um, speaking of Scarface, we did a live show in Tulsa. I don't know if you listened to that episode yet, but uh, someone brought up Scarface, and I, I asked. I said. To everybody that was in the room that was that was uh, watching us, I said, "Did anyone see Scarface when this came out?" Nobody said nothing. <laughs> everybody was quiet. I was like, "Damn, uh, that that really made me feel old." But yes, I saw this when it came out. Uh, it was believe it was on a Sunday. Uh, my brother or my cousin went and seen it, and he came and told me he was like, "Dude, you gotta see this movie. It's this. It's that." And I knew who Al Pacino was, so I was like, all right, cool, let's go see it. So we went and seen it. I had no idea it was going to be just about three hours. So I was like, uh, all right, um, let's just check this out. Oh, man, I was blown away. I really didn't understand uh, some of the drug business that was happening because that was big-time shit. I mean, the little pot dealers and all that were running around our neighborhood. That was about it. If there was Coke and anything else, pills, it wasn't like out of control yet. But um, one of my friend's mom said she had seen this film. She loves Al Pacino. And she said this just glorified uh, the drug, the drug game and, and everything. Did it? Yeah, I, I guess. Cause after the, every, a lot of people, I mean, um, I think it was on one of the one of the many DVD releases. There was um, a little documentary on what this movie meant to a lot of people, and a lot of MCs out there in the hip hop game was like, "Yeah, man." They they none of them saw it in the theater. They all saw it once they hit VHS or cable or whatever. But they just they built all over that on how everybody wanted to be Tony Montana and just have 
the world was his, the world is yours. And he, they wanted that persona uh, for their, for their image and, and everything, which everybody was doing it. So it wasn't like nobody was copying anyone, but the film itself to me, I didn't realize it was going to be at the time in 83. I didn't realize it was going to be what it is since it came out. Cause the film just, it actually didn't do that good in the box office. I mean, people went not seen it, but that was about it. Like it came and went. It was once it hit VHS and cable is when it took off is when everybody's seen it. And that's when everyone was just, Oh my God, this movie's awesome. And I'm like, where you guys been? This movie's been out for hell long, <laughs> but um, I loved everybody in this film. Uh, Manny, uh, Stephen Bauer. He was my favorite character in it. Um, I liked him, man. That that was a homeboy, man. He he, he was down for him. Mm-hmm. He was down for Tony no matter what. Um, what I loved about Tony was is how we were not not cocaine drug lords, but we had that rule. Everybody in the crew left each each uh, everyone's sisters alone. Mm-hmm. It it was that was just a rule that we all stood by. Man, leave my sisters alone. Leave my sisters alone. I'm, I didn't have any sisters, so I didn't have to say that. But um, I, I, to this day, I mean, I, I, I remember that. I mean, there was one of my friends. I did like his sister, but he was straight up. He was like, come on, man. That's my sister. I mean, every, all you guys leave her alone. Were we talking on the side? Yeah, we were, but that was it. Nothing, nothing ever happened. I mean, actually, like um, a few years ago, I did. I told her one time. She was like, what? And I told my buddy, too, because he was like, well, I thought you guys were going to go out. The motherfucker, you told everybody to leave your sister alone. <laughs> so, but um, that was that was something we kind of took away from this film. But I mean, every everybody in it was amazing. Uh, Robert, I say his last name, Lozier. 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 Yeah. He's awesome in everything he's been in. I loved him in the toy. Um, if you guys played the video the video game, the the P the PS two game oh, or the PSP, love that game. He did. He uh, he narrated some of it. it. The game was cool because it, you all seen this film. I mean, how it ends when he dies at the end. Spoiler alert. He survived that somehow. Don't ask me how, but he <laughs> survived it. And that's where the game started. You off. know how he survived. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> kept it. Cocaine's kept, a hell of a drug. Kept his heart going. <laughs> My son played the game. He didn't know what it was. He was like, what is this? Because he was playing my PSP and I had it in it. So he just played it. He played that and he played the Warriors. Did had no idea they were movies. Yeah. If, when he was playing, when he, go ahead. I was going to say, if anybody hadn't played the game, it's it's very much in the vein of like Grand Theft Auto, where you got to go yeah. do missions and stuff like that. It was like he had finished Scarface, and he was like, yeah, I finished that game. I was like, what game? Because that game that's in your PSP, I opened it, and I went, you finished this? He went, yeah, it wasn't that hard. I was like, damn. <laughs> and then I said, "I said, did you know? do you know this is a movie? He was like, what? I was like, he was like, no. Uh, I said, well, all right, I'll show you the end, because I didn't think he was old enough to sit through the whole thing. I dug out the DVD, and I showed him the end. I said, Remember where the began the movie where the game began? He went, yeah. I said, this is where, this is what happened to him. He was like, dang, he took all those bullets. How was he still alive? I just said drugs. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, 
Um, but yeah, the, this movie was awesome. I mean, I thought everybody in it was good. Michelle Pfeiffer, I, I was already in love from, with her since Grease too. I, I want to say that I want to say this was one of her earlier films. I know it was right after Grease, uh, Grease too. But I mean, this this whole film is awesome. Seen it millions and millions. Saw it the one time. No, we actually we sat through it twice. We watched it. I can't remember the second movie. I want to say it was a Charles Bronson movie, but then we stuck around and watched Scarface again. Another, geez, three, six, seven, eight, almost 10 hours in there. I, would say, I don't know how long, however long we were in there. These were the days where they didn't come in and, and clear out the theater. They just, you could sit there all day if you wanted to. But yeah, this movie was awesome because I remember going to school that Monday and said, dude, I just saw this movie. It was awesome. Nobody heard of it. And it actually, again, no one really saw it until it hit VHS and, and, and cable and everything. But um, is this my favorite Brian De Palma film? No. I mean, I know a lot of people don't even know who Brian De Palma was, probably didn't even see any of his other films other than this one. But if I had to pick one, I would say Dress to Kill uh, was mm-hmm. my favorite one that he had done. Plus, he had done Carrie and Blowout and then. I did like that one. I did uh, Mission Impossible. I thought that one was good. The first one. Um, That one he did with Nicolas Cage. Mm. Snake Eyes. Okay. I liked that one. Uh, Oliver Stone. I mean, uh, Platoon and and everything else he has done. Um, But this, this movie is amazing. I mean... Did yours have it was, it's on streaming on Peacock? Did yours have the ads? Yeah, we went into an ad like it had to been ten minutes into the movie, but it, it it was it was a quick like ten second ad though. I do if it's gonna be an ad, let it be one of those. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it was killing me. I stopped it and went and got my Blu-ray and threw it in. <laughs> I was like. I actually looked at it, dude. There was hella ads in that one. Because this is, it was probably, at, it's uh, two hours and 50 minutes from opening credits to the end credits. But then you add those however many seconds uh, ads. I was like, oh. I mean, I thought we paid for the the no ads. But I don't know. I don't know the deals with them. I know in all the regular, the, the Peacock stuff, there's nothing. But yeah. I don't know. When did you first see this one? Oh, I was probably way too young to even should have been watching it, which uh, this was one of the many, many movies my dad introduced me to because he he had I think he had seen it in the theater. And when it eventually came out on cable, he was like, oh, you got to watch this. Got to you going to like it because, you know, he was saying all the quotes from the movies. And I was just looking at him like, what the hell are you talking about? And when I when I seen this movie blew my mind completely. And as I got older, this this movie just became more and more of a cult classic, iconic film. You mentioned, you know, all the all the rappers were talking about it. You know, there was you neither had like T-shirts, posters. Matter of fact, I had the big ass king size Scarface blanket that I actually got at the Oakland Swap Meet. Last time I was in Oakland years ago, and yeah, it just the the cast I think is phenomenal. 
this movie is completely quotable. You know, I, I said one of my favorite lines earlier, you know, you know, Chi-Chi, get the yayo. You know, <laughs> nobody knew what I was talking about, but I would, you know, just be saying stuff like that. And of course, I had to play the game. Big fan of the movie. So I had to get the game because that was the time when every movie was getting a video game. And um, this has to be for me personally, as far as Al Pacino, this has to be the most iconic film to me. Cause every time I think Al Pacino, I think Scarface, but uh, this wasn't the first thing I seen Michelle Pfeiffer. in. I think I seen, um, what's that movie she did? Uh, lady, lady Hawk. Yeah. I think that was the first one I seen. And then I seen this one, which I think that one came out after Scarface. Uh, love Robert Loja, um, Stephen Bauer, everybody I thought was fantastic in it. F. Murray Abraham, he he played his role perfectly because I I was waiting for him to get it when you first get introduced to him. I'm like, this guy needs to he needs to get out of here quickly. Um, and I I like the story of him just coming from nothing and. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't a drug game, I'm not glorifying that, but just the fact that he came from nothing and had the drive to, to make something out of himself. You know, I, I always like that aspect of the story, but, you know, greed and jealousy kind of and lots of cocaine was his downfall because by the end he was doing so much cocaine. Technically, he shouldn't have been alive because oh, hell no. You don't stick your face in a mountain of cocaine and just inhale and you're okay. But <laughs> like I said, uh, that, that's probably the explanation for him surviving into the video game was cocaine kept his heart going. <laughs> well, I mean, for me watching it the very first time, I mean, I knew what Coke was, but I just never saw it uh, like this much in a, in a movie here in a movie. I mean, there was coke in movies here and there, but it was just like here and there, not mountains of it and just pounds and pounds of it that these guys were moving. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the mountain on the table that he had, that was his personal. That wasn't what they were selling. Yeah, I was like, do you need that much on your desk? But hey, I mean, when, you, when you're the king of the dope game, I guess so. <laughs> but, well, what I loved in this... um uh today i mean we've talked about this before dealing with the the movie posters they don't have big paragraphs on them anymore like they did back in the day now it's just maybe a line or two or the or the tag from the movie but this one in the spring of 1980 the port of morel i think that's it morel harbor was opened and thousands set sail for the United States. They came in search of the American dream. One of them found it on the sun-washed avenues of Miami. Wealth, power, and passion beyond his wildest dreams. He is Tony Montana. The world will remember him by another name, Scarface. They actually never said Scarface in the film. Uh, they just asked him where he got a scar from. You get that from eating <laughs> pussy? <laughs> How do you get this from me, pussy man? <laughs> oh man, I mean, my one of my friends, man, he 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 is a Mexican guy, but he he his he would just spout off lines left and right, and then when his dad got drunk, 
is when it would really come out. <laughs> his dad was hella funny. I remember his mom was always embarrassed, and he always spit in these lines. Or he'd go and get the VHS tape. It was all old and messed up. When you watch VHS a billion times, you got all those wavy track marks. <laughs> you can tell what scenes were watched over and over. That <laughs> used to make me laugh. But the other thing that I loved in this was was the intro. Uh, in the very beginning, when when we see um, what ha- what's going on, it's, uh, in May 1980, Fidel Castro opened the harbor of Maracuba with uh, the apparent intention of letting some of his people join their relatives in the United States. Within 72 hours, 3,000 U.S. boats were headed for Cuba. It, it soon became evident that Castro was forcing the boat owners to carry back with them not only their relatives but the dregs of his jails. Of the 125,000 refugees that landed in Florida, an estimated 25,000 had criminal records. So, basically, I mean, they said this in the film, Castro just shit on us and just let them send over all this. I mean, Cuba now is basically America, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, the beginning uh, of them in the 80s. I remember kind of hearing about this. Uh, I remember one of my teachers was talking about it. But then at that time, I I didn't didn't care. I was too busy skating and having fun. But I remember them uh, mentioning that on how many uh, refugees came over and then saying that all the the crime rate just like skied uh, Mm -hmm. in, in, in the Florida area. And I was like, damn, really? And then. And this movie came out. <laughs> so I was like, dang. I went, oh, okay. So that's that's what happened. And um, we're not going to run through the whole thing because you guys have seen this a billion times. But, I mean, just what happened, a, a refugee, basically a guy from jail, him and his buddies coming to America. Um, and they put him, like, in a, um, a concentration camp. Uh, it is pretty much what it was. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> Until they could figure out what to do with them. It was just like, um, for those of you that live in cities and and those homeless areas where they have all the tents and everything, and they just kind of just threw it under a freeway. Yeah, they they were, were essentially, they were interviewing them to see who they wanted to to get a green card to let in the country. So that's what I was wondering. If they interviewed you and just didn't like you, did they just pack you up and send you back or... I'd assume, I mean, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more into that, but that would, that would have been a whole different movie. Yeah. I'm, if someone, if somebody made a movie like that about this, not the Scarface, but what actually happened back in mm-hmm. that day, so let us know. I, I would like to watch that. But so when he, he was there, um, uh, one of the, uh, one of the many drug kingpins in, in Miami, they they needed somebody uh, rubbed out um, for the Tony and his crew to make a hit on um, what was his name Ravenga or whatever his Ravenga name. yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was like one of the higher ups in uh, Fidel's um, army and yeah he like, was a general yeah he he did dirty so they shipped him out and then I guess he was torturing guys so that's why. Um, Sosa wanted him dead so that's why they hired them to do it they said you guys kill this dude then we'll get a green card 
I like this because I don't know how, how long they were all uh, caged up uh, in this little camp, but everyone was just, was just tired of it because it just, it just a whole riot broke out. Everybody was mm-hmm. burning up things and trying to get out of there. For having that many extras to do this scene, I mean, I love um, Brian De Palma's camera work, a lot of slow high up camera work, especially that because the camera was just moving through the crowd as everybody's just, ah, hell, all hell's breaking loose in freedom town. So I like that, but how they were, uh, this dude, the Ravenga guy was just walking along and then they just, then they ended up getting him. Uh, I loved how they, what were they, what were they saying in, because they were all chanting something. I don't leave out there. Leave yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What do you guys can tell us? What? Um, <clears throat> but I thought that was cool how they were just kind of chasing him, and then Tony got him, and just this is for whoever you fucking whatever he said. And I think <laughs> at this time, I, of course, we don't heard fuck before many times mm-hmm. from ever growing up, but to hear it that many times in a movie, especially in in, in the early eighties. I was like, damn, man. I mean, especially Tony, like every other word was fuck, fuck, fuck. And, um, it's nothing to me now, but hearing it for that first time watching this movie, I remember looking at it, my cousin and because he was like, you all right with the language? I'm like, I don't, I don't care, but I was just more shocked. <laughs> so, but yeah, then they ended up getting their, their green card and then they, they got out and they were in Miami and then they were washing dishes and then this is when they met up with um, what's his nuts? What the hell was his name? Oh, um, uh, uh, F. Murray Great Abraham. Abraham remember. Omar. Omar, yeah, yeah. When they met up with him, and he they, um, he was gonna hire them just to um, what were they gonna? They were supposed to do something first before they actually gave him the big job. It was uh. Are you talking about when they met up with the with the dudes in the in the car, the, yeah, in the parking lot when they met up with Omar and them? Did uh, they they wanted them for another job? But then when Tony and then was getting all smart with them, the the driver was like kind of whispered him like, "Hey, why don't we get these guys to do a, a pick bigger up, deal? A pick yeah, up. yeah, with with so, some Colombians." And Tony was like, oh, "I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with no Colombians." Yeah, because then because that. I can't remember what they was they wanted them to do. Money and pick up something. And I I always felt like it was a setup. Yeah, I think it was something more smaller than than what they were supposed mm-hmm. to do. So but then they were kind of like, I mean, Tony did, just didn't want didn't want he wanted he wanted money. He was tired of washing ditches. So that's when when he got all rough and tough with Omar. Omar was about to blast him. But that's when the driver reached over and stopped and said, hey, why don't we use these guys? So he went, ah, so big man, big man, (laughs) big man, you want to make some really big bucks? (laughs) (laughs) So then that's what they told him. Yeah, they had to go to the Colombians and and get that. And And I I looked it up real quick. The, The word fuck was used 207 times. And it says it works out to 1.21 F-bombs per minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It was just every other word. Mainly with him. I don't really remember anyone, everyone else screaming it. But 
Chi Chi, Angel Salazar, and uh, Pepe Sarah is Angel. Those were two. Uh, hey, those guys, because those yeah. they have been in a ton of things. Um, Angel Salazar, I think my favorite thing that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen that movie, um, uh, The Wildlife with uh, Chris Penn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of Chris Penn's friends. He was one of the wrestler guys. So I liked him in that. Plus, he he was in a ton of movies. But so yeah, they posseed up and then they went to the Colombians. And this was the scene that, um. So I remember hearing it somewhere. They said that there was uh, an unrated version of this film. It turned it turned out to be bullshit, but. Uh, because they were saying this this film was close to a rate. It got an X rating, but they had to go and cut cut a lot of it out. And they were saying this was one of the scenes that they had to cut because of of the graphic violence and everything. I mean, it's pretty timid now with uh, today's standards of uh, rated R films, but it was pretty brutal, man. I mean, that first time I saw it when they went and did just uh, the deal went sideways, and then. Uh, the, the Colombian dudes, they were going to kill them. They yeah, up... <laughs> I always felt it was a setup. I mean, who who brings a mini chainsaw with them? Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was all Omar because that's I, – I don't think Frank had anything to do with it at this point. I mean, Frank was – his deal was later, but I think Omar just didn't didn't trust him because of Tony, Tony's mouth. That, that's what I got. And then, because when those Colombians did, when he ended up um, uh, cutting into Angel's head, I mean, I, I liked it like that, but the camera just kind of zoomed in, but mm-hmm. you saw the blood going down there, and then and blood squirted all over Tony, and then they cut his leg off, and then this is when um, Manny and Chichi come busting in. <laughs> yeah, after Manny was done talking to some women. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, after he was done, he looked at Chichi. He was like, "You." You ready, man? Let's do it. Yeah, they charged in there. Well, they got closer, and then they heard the chainsaw. And that's when they just started blasting. I love the original soundtrack of this with with the guns and everything. The real more uh, higher pitch sounds of the guns. If you watch um, the 4K or the Blu-ray one, they redid all the gun blasts. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't like how they sounded. They had, they gave it they gave it more bass. Um, I noticed that um, with one of those uh, first. Um, I think it was the second go around on DVD during one of the many anniversary editions. Because I remember I bought it and I was like, oh cool, because there was more documentaries on it. That was the main reason I bought it. But then when I was watching, it, I was like, hey man, the guns sound funny, and especially at the end with that whole that whole big battle. It, I I didn't like it. You can go on YouTube if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. And there's both versions, the original sounding and, and how it sounds now. But yeah, it's that one chick that was on the bed was weird, <laughs> but she was strapped. She was ready. <laughs> so yeah, when they busted in and started killing everyone, um, you can clearly see that when that guy with the chainsaw, when he uh after he got shot and then he kind of basically gunned his way out and went into that next room. And when he cut through the window, when he fell out, when he falls, <laughs> you he's supposed to be falling flat on the on the cement, but you can clearly see there was something there, some kind of mat, because he you see it kind of go up when he hits. But 
That would have knocked him out right there. He fell on his head. Yeah, I was like, why did you leave out the window that way? Well, I think it was more of the force because when he got that chainsaw, just went crashing through the glass and lost balance and went out head first. (laughs) But this was ruthless. Yeah, when when Tony, uh, I did like that part when when they came busting in. Tony uh, rushed that dude, uh, that other guy that was in there, was trying to shoot him, and then he took his gun and just blasted him, and then they ran out. Yeah, Chi-Chi, yo-yo. And then they ran outside. But, I mean, that's how hardcore Tony was at this point. Because a street full of witnesses, (laughs) he walked out and just blasted that fool right in the head. Yeah, he walked up. He was like, you're dead. (laughs) <laughs> he just gunned him down hella fast and that was it and I like to believe that those weren't extras in the crowd they were just there and they filmed the scene because some some of the people truly look like they, they were trying to figure out what just happened yeah they probably told him hey we're filming a movie so just sit here <laughs> it, it looked like a retirement home because it looked like it was a bunch of old people yeah <laughs> so but yeah, they blasted that fool. They jumped in the car and, and bumped out. But yeah, then that's when that this is when we they were introduced to to Frank Lopez and uh found out that he was uh he was a king shit. But but he, he was at least cool, man, because he was like he said, Hey man, I'm sorry about your friend. He goes, if if people just did did business right, I mean none of these mishaps would happen. I mean, and that's true. I mean, the the little bit of the game that I knew from from friends and everything, they were all like they they did say that they were like, if you do business right, everyone gets paid and everyone goes home. But when someone tries to get greedy and shit goes sideways and you start losing soldiers, but I I never got into any of that shit. And I had opportunities too, but I'm like, nah, I'm good. Wasn't scared of the cops and everything. I was scared of my mom because <laughs> she would beat that ass. Anything we did, I mean, the beatings we got from my mom, <laughs> it was for me fucking up. It wasn't she. My mom didn't just beat us to beat us. I mean, it was we were fucking up. And we weren't doing right. We were cutting school or doing whatever, and we got caught. Yeah, she wore that ass out. Or if we smart mouth. Um, but my dad never did that shit. My mom would come and beat the hell out of us, and then my dad would come in and lecture us. Mm-hmm. Well, was it worth it? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're laying there all beat up. Uh, Hot Wheel tracks was her her favorite thing to grab, mm-hmm. and at times it was anything she can get her hands on. But, oh, I, I tell my kids, the grandma you guys know ain't who raised us. <laughs> it it never is. It really never is. <laughs> She goes, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know who that is. But I mean, yeah, I love my mom, my mom and dad. I mean, they 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 raised us the best they could. But yeah, I was scared of them. I mean, I just my my mom really, my dad just he. I don't think he. I don't even remember him ever raising his hand to us. It was just my mom. But anyway, so yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't get into any of that shit. But I mean, yeah, Frank was right, man. Just. Do the business right, and and everything's all good. But then everything just fucking went sideways. And yeah, Omar was right there, just like Ugh. you could see it with him that it was like he just did not like Tony at all. So, but hey, yeah. called him a peasant. Yeah, fuck, I I would have killed him too. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, and this is when we when we see the the very young and beautiful Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, what is her name? Like Avila or Avira or whatever. Elvira. Yeah. <laughs> Tony was in love the second he seen her because uh, I like how all of a sudden you don't hear because you hear Manny in the background talking about his bullet wound and. How, how he took it like a champ and all of a sudden the, the, everything just kind of fades out and all he can see is her. Yeah, the music changed everything. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't hear nothing. You just saw her and him, him staring at her. So, But yeah, I mean, that front here on it was just them doing the club life. Uh, Frank talking to Tony. Omar just not liking him at all. Because that at that one scene when I was sitting in the club when he was out there, Tony was dancing with Avila. He was asking, "Do you do you trust him?" And no, he's a fucking peasant. And uh, but Frank was like, "Ah, he's he's good." Yeah, now Frank he's, Frank was using a, him just for like for muscle at this point. Yeah, because he said he he may be a peasant, but he's the type of guy that'll break his back for you. Yeah, he was loyal. He he did what he was supposed to do. Because well, I mean, once everything got going, and then the him trying to get uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, him hanging out with Manny, I mean, them doing uh, more business because they they were just just making money and everything. But then um, when Omar and Tony went to uh, Bolivia to to meet mm-hmm. with um, Sosa, that guy Paul Schinner, that was his name. Alejandro Sosa, when they went to me, and he was like big, big, big time. He had like the whole country. <laughs> yeah, I like the way he said Tony Montana. You know, just very like confident in the way he talked about everything. Yeah, he was straight up, and he was all about business too. He didn't. He wasn't small time. This guy was big time. He didn't. He didn't, want to, he didn't fuck around with those little five dollar bags or anything like that, man. It was, he had the whole plant and everything. Pretty sure his own little army, as well as um, buying off the the law and everything in that area. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like his little mansion compound was out in the jungles somewhere. So they went down there to do a deal for. I don't know, some crazy amount of money. But um, it was Omar and Tony, and then Tony kind of just started to butt in because it was saying that, well, you should give it a, give us uh, this amount because we're, we're doing all the work. Mm-hmm. And then Omar was like, just shut the fuck up, man. Don't say anything. And then Tony was like, fuck you. And then Sosa was looking at him like, well, he was looking at Omar and Tony, and he was like, hmm. You know, he knew Omar was just Omar was just supposed to go there, make this deal for however much, and then get out of there. Yeah, but Tony but Tony, was Tony seen the bigger picture. Yeah, he saw that. That's why Sosa was looking at him, and then that's when he goes, "Well, I can't make this deal without talking to Frank." And that's when Sosa goes, "Well, here, go get on my plane. You can be back. Go talk to Frank. Come back tomorrow." And then they were about to leave. Well, hey, why don't you just leave your buddy here? And Omar was like, "Well, I think." Uh, He'd want to, Frank would want to see him. He goes, no, no, maybe keep him here. Maybe he can tell me how to run my business. Tony's <laughs> like, yeah, man, just you go back, talk to Frank. Just tell him I'm keeping him on ice. <laughs> so I was like, damn, but yeah, this is when we found, and what's his name was in this? Um, 
Mark Margolis Shadow. He was um, what the hell is his name? And um, Breaking, oh, Breaking Bad, Bad. Uh, Salamanca. Yeah, Salamanca. Him, the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. With the with the with the bell. <laughs> yeah. He was badass. I liked him uh and um better call Saul when uh, before he had the stroke and everything. <laughs> but yeah, he he was a much younger version of him. He was um uh Sosa's muscle, I guess. And then so uh him and that other dude, that dude with the sunglasses. Um the the we see later at the end. Yeah, because he, you, we kind of see him lingering around in the background. Because then, when uh, Sosa was talking to Tony, that's when he told him, "He goes, hey, yeah, man, your your friend Omar's a rat. He's a informant for the FBI, uh, or no, for the, for the, I think it was for the New York Police Department or something like that." So they were like, "Well, that's when a helicopter came flying over, and then they gave him binoculars, and he looked up at him, and then that dude with the sunglasses was the one that was holding Omar out." He was all beat to shit and had a rope around him. They threw him out of the helicopter and hung him. And that's when Tony didn't even, he didn't even flinch, man. He just looked at Sosa and he goes, yeah. He goes, well, if he's a rat, how come, how do I know you're not? He basically told him, fuck you to his face. And he goes, I, <laughs> I never liked that guy. And he goes, for all I know, he had my friend Angel killed. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that's a, that's the business, man. You, you, even small timers, man. If they're ruthless, you you don't cross nobody. Don't mess. The bottom line to me, I I, I live by this today. Don't mess with anybody's money, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with no one's money. And I'm looking it up right here. The guy with the sunglasses, he goes by just the skull. <laughs> I guess he's like a enforcer. Yeah, I mean, he never said any lines, but uh, I see before he threw Omar out, he was spouting off something we never heard it but so yeah that's when uh tony ended up going back to see frank and that's when frank was going off and what the fuck why are you making this deal you, you you were supposed to just go down there and get this and then come back and then tony was like don't worry about it man he goes you're gonna make this much money uh with this deal and then frank that's when frank started to look at him weird and then that's when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, that's when he was realizing he was trying to get her. Get her. So this by the time he he just took her? No, not yet. He didn't take her until Frank okay. was dead. Because he, he went up and asked her, like, hey, when, when they were sitting by the pool, basically, come on, man, fuck him. He's an old man. I'm young. Uh, come with me. I'm going to be bigger <laughs> than him. But she was like, nah, what are you talking about? Or she told him, I don't fuck with the help. <laughs> when he went to pick her up. I don't care what anyone says, man. That cat, like he was rolling around a convertible with the, the, the tiger or leopard yeah. stuff in the interior. That was that was the upgraded from uh, from earlier in the movie because it didn't have the interior. That's <laughs> what happens when Tony got a little bit of money at the leopard <laughs> interior. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, that, I've never liked that. I mean. It just it looked tacky to me. That shag and all that shit. Um, my friends were uh, their their uncles and dads were lowriders. Mm. They had all that shag and the dingle balls and the leopard stuff and the awesome cars. I just didn't like the insides of them. But, I don't know. That was just me. I, I was more muscle car uh, type of guy. But 
yeah, so yeah, Frank. That's when Frank was like, "Nah, man, we we get we got to deal with this fool." And that's when Tony was at the club. Oh, let no, he he met up with that cop. Um, uh, what was that cop's name? I think it was Bernstein. Was that him? I think it was. Yeah, Bernstein. He was the cop that was dealing with Frank, and then that's when because he had tried to um. When he was talking to Tony at there, he was telling him, yeah, man, he goes, uh, basically told him, look, I got your number. Frank pays me this much. You need to start paying me this, too. Or Is he I'm drinking gonna... milk in the club? I think so. I assume <laughs> he might have had something in it, but I don't know. <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he, he was dirty. He was basically telling him, look, man, Frank's paying me. Now you got to pay me, too. Yeah, he's like, and this will benefit you because uh, some rival crew moves in. I'll, I'll give you the heads up. And he goes, yeah, why don't you just uh, give me two first plane tickets, like first class tickets to wherever. <laughs> and Tony was just like, ah, whatever. And that's when those other dude, two guys uh, were sitting there with the guns. Uh, one of those dudes was in uh, uh, Blood In, Blood Out. That was... um. Was one was one of the dudes that Popeye tried to kill. Um, it wasn't the one that got killed in the church, was it? Yeah, it was him. Oh, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos. No, that was Carlos's brother. It was that dude. Oh, I can't remember his name, but um, still smell that, like Chaliso pig. Yeah, that's another movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's another time. But um, anyway, yeah, that was him. He, he didn't say anything. He was just sitting there. Uh, with the little Mac tens, I guess uh, there was no metal detectors in in those days uh, at the club. So yeah, they he was just sitting there, and that's when those fools and that whoever that Zippy the Pinhead guy came out dancing around to uh, Frank Sinatra, and they just, just just started gunning up Tony. I don't know how big that club is or where exactly these guys were sitting, but they were terrible shots with those machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two guys shooting machine guns, and they couldn't hit one dude that was sitting in a booth. <laughs> so. But they got it. They got that uh, that dude, the zip, that pinhead guy, right at the right time. Because he, when he went down, he was a big fat dude. Tony just jumped behind him. <laughs> he just popped up on top of him and started uh, blasting at those fools. Um, but yeah, once he blasted all them, that's when he he got the fuck out of there. He killed those two guys and then he bailed. Luckily, he had that parking spot right in the front. Jumped in mm. his little Porsche, yeah. boom, took off. But that's when he went back and hooked up with Manny and uh, that other big dude. And Tom's like, is that, the, is that the Porsche he got all bulletproofed? Yeah. Yeah, with the <laughs> with the with the swamp lights. He was like, oh, in case I get lost in the swamp. Yeah. He uh, they went they went they met up. They said, look, man, hey, you need to call right at well, the three in the morning or whatever, and say that uh, they got away. Oh, we fucked up. He got away. Because that's all you got to say when you called Frank. And that's when Tony and uh, Manny and Chi-Chi walked into that place. And uh, Frank and Bernstein were sitting there in that the auto Lopez Motors or whatever it was. And they told him, like, basically, yeah, you, you, you tried to get these motherfuckers. This is not what he said, basically, but you tried to kill me. Now I'm here to fucking kill you. But then Frank was like, nah, man, he goes... It wasn't me. It was probably the was it the Diaz brothers. Yeah, the Diaz yeah. brothers. <laughs> I like that line earlier when they were talking about it, when they were saying yeah, it's, it's the Diaz brothers and 
whoever else and Tony was like, fuck the Diaz brothers. Fuck them all. I'll bury those cockroaches. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, it's probably the Diaz brothers. And he was like, nope. Do we ever you. meet the Diaz brothers? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that, could, that could be a whole nother movie. Yeah, well, we just heard of them. We don't know nothing about them. I mean, that, we didn't really see any of the other gang, other drug cartels, but Frank. Yeah. Frank and Sosa, that was it. I mean, there was obviously other ones uh, in the game, but <laughs> so that's what he, he was sitting there pointing the gun at him. Tony took one to the shoulder because he had his arm in a, in a sling, and that's when he was sitting there talking to Frank. You know, what did he say? Oh, you know what a hossa is? It's a pig that don't fly straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, earlier in the movie... uh that's what uh, Frank said to him. He was telling him what a hassle was. That's when Frank was explaining the game to him. Mm-hmm. And that's when Omar was getting all jealous. Because, I mean, Tony was like like he said and what Frank said. He This guy will, will do anything for you. He was loyal. Because Tony would say, he goes, look, man. He goes, I made what I made on the side. He goes, but I never turned on you. He goes, I stayed loyal to you. But I think it was more of not so much the Sosa deal that Tony made without Frank's uh, say-so. It was uh, Tony trying to steal uh, Avila or Elvira or whatever her name yeah. was. I think, I think it was it a was. combination. But I think it was more that because when he was about to kill him, Frank like fell to his knees. He was like, no. And he was like, here, <coughs> Avila, you can have her. And he goes, look, I'll just, I'll just get out of here and you'll never see me again. And, when he started crying, Tony just held that gun and was like, I won't, I won't kill you, Frank. And he was like, oh, thank you. Manny, shoot that piece of shit. <laughs> Manny, that was awesome. Manny did not hesitate. He just walked up and pumped a few into Frank. And Bernstein was hardcore. He didn't give a fuck. He was just, she didn't even flinch. She was just sitting there like, well, you fucked up. I told him uh, we can use you and and then Tony was just sitting and he pulled that gun on you, on him. You know what? I don't know. If, oh, he, he, when he pointed the gun at him, he goes, hey, man, well, think about what you're doing. And he's like, just don't do it. <laughs> and Tony was like, why don't you get those, uh, why don't you wire yourself two uh, first-class tickets to your resurrection? And then poof, poof, popped in a couple into his stomach. I like when he put down, like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you can't shit kill a cop whoever said you was one <laughs> and just blasted him and then that other dude that big dude that was standing there Ernie <laughs> and they're all about um, to leave sweating his ass off <laughs> hell yeah he was he was just standing there and they're about to leave and Chi Chi went oh, no Mal, they went well what about Ernie I like this part because Tony just looked at him. The music was all just sinister. Then it stopped. He went, you want a job? Ernie okay, like, Tony. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> you give me a call tomorrow. We'll talk. Anyway, Hey, Tony. Thank you. Hey, man. All right. You got a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was hella scared to sweat. He took that big swig of the JD. <laughs> but he, he was loyal, too, man. He, he made it all the way to the end of the movie. Yeah, before he got blasted, but I liked this part because after he killed Frank, that's when he went to Avila or Elvira, whatever the fuck her name is. Woke her up and see, I get your things. Come on, and she, it, I, 
was she a gold digger? Was she just there for the money and the coke? Yes. Because she just went right with him and didn't even think about it. Because, I mean, she probably assumed if he's coming to get her out of her bedroom, telling her to pack her things, then it's probably not a good thing for Frank. Frank's probably not around anymore. Uh, we skipped the scene when uh, when we meet Gina and uh, Tony's mom. Oh, Gina. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Yeah, they... um. Gina and their mom came over uh, probably all at the same time, but never saw Tony for however long because Gina was happy to see him. But then the mom was like, nope. Cause she knew what Tony was about. Antonio. Yep. She knew what he was about. She knew what he was doing in Cuba and she knew that he was still doing dirt here in America. Cause she was like, nope. Where have you been? Will you show up with your fancy clothes and and your money? And she was straight up, man. That this was this was a hardworking woman. She probably had like two, three jobs, mm-hmm. and still still holding it down. She was like, "I work for my." She didn't want him to. I don't want your money. I work for my money. Right there, that was cool because that reminded me of uh, my friend's um, grandma or my friend. No, it was a grandma. Yeah, she was. Um, I, God, I can't remember her name. She was always cooking and feeding me, saying I was too skinny and I needed to eat. Uh, but <laughs> there was always somebody cooking. Some she was always cooking something when I went to that house. That's what I loved about it. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> she fed me every time I went in that house, and uh, she worked like all day, and then would come home and start cooking. But she always reminded me of her because she would say that, because she would yell at um at my friend's uh, brothers because they were out there doing dirt. Why aren't you guys out there working jobs? And she goes, she even, what, what this lady said to Tony, you making all the uh, hardworking Cubans look bad. And that's what my friend's grandma, she used to say to her brothers and uncles and all that. They were out there doing whatever they were doing. You're making all of the hard Mexicans, uh, that work hard to look bad without their, I would, I would just sit there like, Hmm, all right, it's none of my business, but I mean, but that was true though. She, they, they came to this country and just worked their ass off. I know some people don't think so, but, uh, they do. They they work their ass off, and um, her her grandma was one of those ones that just worked her ass off. She used to yell at me too. You better work. You better go to school. You better get a job. Uh, she had passed before I started uh, working for my job. Now she'd probably be proud of me holding this job for almost thirty years because she she did a lot, and she was she was a tough woman too. She was like, oh, man, she, she was hardcore. She would show us pictures of how she was back in the day. She was all loked out. She was, I was out there. I had my blade just in case. I was like, damn, Grandma, I'm scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> abuelo, abuela, I'm scared of you. <laughs> but she was hardcore. Yeah, she reminded me of Tony's mom because she was straight up to him. Like, look, get out of my house. Leave Gina alone. And then that's when Tony goes, here, just here, here's some money. Just give her some when, whenever. And then uh, Gina was like, yeah, uh, ever since uh, uh, Papa died or took off, he was like, fuck that. And he goes, we never had one. <laughs> but at, that, at least he was straight up about it. He was like, look, we, we never had a father, so just don't even fucking worry about him. So, and that's when Manny saw her. And he was like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. Like, hey, she's not for you. <laughs> yeah, he kind of had a similar moment where all everything else just faded out. Yeah, but except he was for, except for Gina. He was straight up like, leave her alone. <laughs> She's not for you. 
Uh, I heard that many times and I listened. I never, uh, I, that was one of the rules that we had to live by. Some of my other homies, they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I was loyal to all, to all these motherfuckers, <laughs> even though they were, I didn't have any sisters, so I didn't have to worry about it. But yeah, so after he, that, this is, I love this whole montage from here when we see Tony's empire grow after he got married. Uh, had his tigers, had a big old house, and him and Sosa were just making tons and tons of money. Cause that when they were um, taking all that money into the bank in those big giant army duffel bags, I mean it was just straight cash, homie. That's that's all it was. And even that banker guy was like, "What the fuck, man?" Because they were just bringing in just just bags and bags of money. I mean, it got to that one point where he's like, "I can't take any more of your money." There's just not enough. I think the the banker wasn't stupid. He he knew mm-hmm. where that money was coming from, but he was like, "Yeah," he goes, "It's it, it was it was probably gonna be too much too risky for him because then, if, um, I think if FBI or whatever stepped in, but I'm sure they knew about all the money going in and out of that bank. Yeah, deal, you got to think about it. That's that's a lot of money to where the bank is like no. Stop bringing money. Yeah, that was like that. What was that one movie with Johnny Depp when they were just they had so much money? Yeah, they had just rooms and rooms of it and didn't even know how much they had. Uh, talking about they had to buy another house to store all the money. Yeah, or um, what was that other movie with Tom Cruise? Um, American something. Uh, Remember he was he was, he was running he was the, for the contrast. He was the pilot or whatever. Yeah, and he had so much money, just he had to bury it in his backyard. <laughs> um, uh, do we all want hella money? Yeah, we do, but not, not this kind of money. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to live. I mean, we get you still look over your back no matter what. But yeah. I think you got to look over your back more than once. <laughs> when you, when you're dealing with that much money, yeah, especially you got so much money, you 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 got nowhere to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. When the bank says, "Nah, man," because the bank the banker he went to his house. Says, look, man, I can't, I can't take any more of your money. And even Tony, look, man, we'll, I'll build you another bank. And it was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I can't. And he goes, "It's too, it's too much for him." And yeah, that that was a. I don't know how much money he had, but enough for a bank had to tell you, I can't take any more. So he probably had hella bank money in his house. And I'm sure it was spread out other places. And I don't know about Sosa. I think he had his, his shit was probably wired all over that, all over the country and all over, all over down there, probably in America and other parts of the world. Cause I'm sure he had way more money than Tony. So, but, uh, I liked that whole little montage of them doing that. And then, um, oh, um, this is when Tony got busted for um, tax evasion. Yeah, no, no, it was, was no, Mary, he got, they were, um, were they counting dollars? Is that what they were doing when the, when, when the cops had him, when they were sitting in that room? Yeah, but I think I think the only thing they could they could charge him with was tax evasion, though. Oh, okay, all right, and that was they did that. 
Yeah, because he got busted for that. Because he was telling him straight, he goes, look, man, you, I'll be out tomorrow. So then he wasn't worried about it. But yeah, that's when they said uh, tax evasion and all that. And told him, that, look, you're going to have to do some time because there's there's no way out of this. I mean, that that's another thing. I know every every dollar you make, you want. Shit, I do too, man. I, I see how much Uncle Sam takes from me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm like, damn. Like, I'm going to bust my ass, man. You're going to take a ton of it? Hell yeah, they do. Mm, the more you make, the more they take. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it is in the dope game, but I've always said this before. Uncle Sam gets his. But he... He had a bunch of businesses. He had uh, Gina's thing that he opened for her, mm-hmm. her little boutique. He had um, was it Montana, Montana Industries. Incorporated or something. Yeah, something. Whatever he was running, he probably just wasn't paying taxes. I mean, that that's that's the only way. I mean, they got him for all the shit that he had. I mean, that's how I always wondered why why he never go to Sosa cuz you you know that guy has his business in order. Yeah, cuz he's big time. He has to to other than he's probably paying people off. He probably look I got to get my I got to have my P's and Q's yeah. and and everything lined up just in case they try to come at me. I mean, you you got to have those Hire these other people to deal with everything. Like, look, I'll pay you this much, but you got to make sure my shit is wired tight. Cause I don't want no one coming around trying to take it from me. Again, don't mess with anyone's money. So that's when Tony was like, "Fuck, man," because he didn't want to go to jail. And that's when Sosa told him, "Like, look, man, why don't you come down here and meet with uh, some of my people?" And then he went down there and they played uh, some videos for him. Um. Who was that dude? I can't remember. Because he was supposed to... He was supposed to make some speech about... Um, was it drug dealers in the in the countries? Because they, yeah. they, they mentioned Sosa and uh, some other guys. Because Sosa told um, Tony that, look, some me and some of my associates want uh, this guy to be taken care of. Yeah, he was some kind of politician. Yeah, so he was like, look, just do what you got to do. And then come back and we'll deal with your, your situation. Because I think Tony would have done that. They probably would have got him out of jail. So that's when Tony went up there. And he told him, yeah. Um, what was Shadow's name in Breaking Bad? <laughs> um, uh, Salamanca. Yeah, you take Salamanca. That's all I see him as. You take Salamanca with you. <laughs> so they went up. They went back to New York. And... um. Uh, <sighs> If you're going to plant a bomb on something, don't put it out in the open. Because that was like, all you could do is look under the car and see it. It wasn't even hid or anything. But he stuck that little plastic explosive on, on that car. And it was supposed to blow up. Because when they were sitting out there waiting for him, uh, they saw him come out and get in his car. But then he whipped it around and he picked up his wife and his kids. Cause that's what the Tony was saying. It was like, look, man, no, 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 no women, no kids. We just can kill him, and that was it. And then, but when they saw that happen, they were like, "Fuck!" And Tony was like, "This is bad. This is bad. We can't do this." And uh, Shadow Salamanca was like, "Shut up, man. Just stay close to him." They were supposed to be stay up to him, however many meters. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember. 
that's still pretty close. And that's plastic explosives. I'm sure that blast would have probably got them too. Some movie. <laughs> that little controller thing didn't have that that long of a range. <laughs> but yeah, they were following. Uh, I loved it how they were like, come on, man, let's do it. Let's do it. And Tony was like, this is bad. This is bad. And he goes, what? Do you think you can make me uh, kill a woman and two kids? Fuck that. <laughs> and then you die, motherfucker. And he just blasted him. <laughs> just fucking blood went all over the window. And Chi Chi and uh, I think it was Ernie that was in the back. They were like, fuck. No. Yeah. Manny wasn't with him. Because they were like, fuck. And he goes, how do you like that, huh? And he goes, you fuck. Look at you now. <laughs> I told you, don't <laughs> fuck with me. <laughs> and that's when uh, um, uh, uh, Tony called um, the house. And that's when they were saying he was trying to find Manny. And they go, nah, we don't know where he is. And they said, oh, uh, your mom called. Uh, Gina's missing. And he was like, what? And that's when he was like, well, where's Manny? I don't know. He's gone, too. He goes, wait till I get back there. I'm fucking kicking ass all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he got back there to his mansion, and that's when so- uh, Sosa called. Hey, Sosa's on the phone. So he said, hey, what's up? And he goes, hey, man. He goes, uh, what happened? Ah, uh, I had to cancel. He was talking about Shadow. I had to cancel his contract. And he goes, <laughs> well, our friend made that speech that he wasn't supposed to make. And Tony goes, ah, well, we'll just we'll just get him next time. And he told, I ain't gonna be in next time. He goes, they found what was under the car. Now he has security up the fucking ass. And Tony goes, ah, that's all right. And Sosa was straight. He goes, look, I told you a long time ago, don't fuck with me or don't fuck me. Because <laughs> yeah, he said that to him too. But that uh, that first time Sosa met him when they were talking, and, and he said, look, I'm gonna tell you this one time, don't don't fuck me. And whatever you do, I mean that again and. Not just in the dope game, period, depending on your deal with. There's just so certain people, those certain friends, mm-hmm. or your associates, you just don't. They, they warn you once, don't fuck with me. And now that was also another one, don't fuck with my money. <laughs> That's what he told him. And, uh, well, Tony had some kind of morals. He, he didn't want to kill women. He didn't want to kill kids. I mean, yeah. so I, I, I can agree with that. But, yeah, Sosa was like, fuck that. And Tony, well, you want to go to war? Fuck you. <laughs> he, started, he got so mad the phone fell all over the place. <laughs> that's when they were like, fuck, man. That's when the, he went to his uh, mom's house and she was talking about it. And she goes, I, I don't know where she is. She gets it from you. She goes, one day I got in the car and I followed him to this big house. And then that's when he's like, where? So she told him the address and they went and they were driving around and they found this big, huge mansion. And Tony walked up to the door, looked in and Manny came and opened the door, and he was looking at him. And it was all just no dialogue, nothing, just quiet. He's standing there looking at Manny, and then here came Gina walking out uh, out of the upstairs room <laughs> onto the stairs. And That look, I love this scene because it was in slow motion. He saw her, and you just seen the rage in his eye. Then he looked at Manny and gave him that snarl. He just pulled out a gun and... He just blasted Manny. What did they think was going to happen? Because she later reveals that they got married and they were going to surprise Tony. Let's say this scene didn't happen and they did. Well, it was a surprise, but let's say it played out the way Gina won. He probably still would have killed him. Yeah, this just would (laughs) have happened later. Yeah, this was going to happen no matter 
how you put it and what situation it was. He was going to kill her. But, I mean, I think he was already so mad now with, with Sosa and everything. And then just this surprising him. And he just, fuck it. He lost it and, and blasted his buddy, blasted his homie, his brother. The one that was there from him from when he was nobody. And Yeah, he, man, Manny should have known, though. He knows Tony. Yeah. He just opened that door. It was just kind of like everything was going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, eh. All right, man, what's up? And that, yeah, I mean, I, again, I love that scene because it was just slow motion. And the, mm-hmm. the music they were playing in the background, it was all kind of nice and this and that. But then when Tony, Tony saw and then the music just changed to like a sinister sound. And he just, he pumped in two, <laughs> two rounds. Yeah. And then she was screaming, ah, you motherfucker. And that's when they came out and they grabbed Gina and they're like, come on, Tony, we got to go. We got to go. So they just threw him in the car and they took off. Yeah, because I think even though he was pissed, he, I think he realized maybe he went a little too far. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, he was going to do what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure Gina knew that, but um, his boys were the ones that they seemed to be the more shocked, if anything. Like, what, what, what the fuck? I mean, especially like Chi Chi. I mean, him, he didn't find out probably, probably until later, but knowing that, man, he, Manny was there from, from the beginning when you were small time. And he, Manny did everything he could for him. I mean, he was there for him, saved his life, this and that. And, because even at that at that point, that one point in the film earlier, when um, Tony was arguing with Manny, and he was like, "Man, you don't listen to anybody," because Manny wanted to kind of try to do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he just didn't want to be. Oh, he was happy with his his um, his position in, in the game, but he still wanted to do other things because right? he was he was setting up meetings with other people. And then Tony was like, nah, man, I'll do that. And Tony with Manny was like, this is my deal. What are you doing? And Tony was like, hey, man, you worry about this. I'll I'll deal with that. And Manny was like, you know what? You should listen to your wife. You are an asshole. <laughs> so cause she she was going off on him. Um, yeah, well, we didn't even talk about when he oh. <laughs> ended up telling her off because she can't have kids. And he basically told the whole restaurant. Yeah, he was faded. And just, she can't fuck either. She can't have kids. All she does is powder her nose. <laughs> Damn, yeah, he just lit her up. And I, I think at this point, she she just had enough. Because she told him, what, you want kids? How are you, you going to be a father? Are you even going to be alive by the time they go to school? And, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean. I like Manny, though, when he was telling her off. He was like, Tony. Why? <laughs> I mean, they say it in movies, and one of my friend's uh, uncle said it. He goes, you ain't never seen an old drug dealer. Especially, nope. like, guys like this. <laughs> so, so yeah, he, he he lit into her. And then <laughs> that's when he, he was getting ready to leave, and he, then he started fucking cussing out everybody in the restaurant. He goes, you need guys like me to point your fucking fingers and say, there's the bad guy. <laughs> that was awesome. I loved when he left the when he left the restaurant. Make way, 
Make way for the bad guy. <laughs> that part was awesome. But yeah, once uh, Tony got back to the house and uh, they were like, oh man, what's happening? And then um, uh, you, you see in the, uh, the little closed circuit TV, you notice that uh, here come all these uh, Sosa's guys. Do you think mm-hmm. they came up from Columbia or did they just go into Miami uh in the hoods, they look, man, we need, we need people. Here's some guns and we'll give you this much money to go help us kill this dude. I like to think Sosa's so big. He already has a team stationed in Miami just for this. Yeah, because it, it was, it, it happened really quick, man. Within. It was all that one day. As soon as he got back, because yeah, yeah it, it had to have been like hours. Um, I'm sure, uh, the other dude with the sunglasses, he probably just jumped in a jet and flew up there. And yeah, skull the skull. Yeah, he probably they probably had a but yeah, like you said, they probably had a bunch of guys on standby up here. So they all came to storm in the house, and then this is when Gina came in and it was ah, oh, you don't want no one else touching me. And, and all this part, I don't, even now when I watch it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's happening here? But she she was straight up good. You, me, get mad. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want other men touching me. <laughs> Why don't you just fuck me before it's too late? But he kind of had a weird reaction because she's starting to like open up her robe and he's just, he's looking. Yeah. But he's not saying stop. No. <laughs> oh, that, the other scene when um she was in the club with that one dude and uh, I can't remember his name. And then. <laughs> He when he was sitting there watching her, and he was she was on the dance floor. Oh, it was when uh, Bernstein was talking to um to Tony, and Bernstein was rambling. But then the music changed, and you just see Tony staring at his sister and that dude, and that guy had his hand on her ass. And then Tony just fucking just jumped up and ran into the bathroom. She was in the bathroom in the stall with that dude, uh, coking up, and then Tony just busts in and grabs that guy. That guy was a puss because he didn't even do nothing. He was, he was like, "Hey, hey!" And then we weren't doing nothing. And Tony, get the fuck out of here! And that Manny came in there, and <laughs> Tony just grabbed her. The fuck you doing in here? Hand all over your ass in a toilet? <laughs> <laughs> she was going off, and she was like, "What? He's a nice guy." And they just slapped her. Nice guys take you to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Manny said to her. Cause he was like, "Oh man, come on!" And he picked her up, and she didn't want to go out. And he was like, "Nah, it's all right." And Tony just burst out, "The fuck you looking at?" <laughs> I was like, "Damn, he was hardcore." Oh, that, that, yeah, this was the night when those guys shot at him. <laughs> but yeah, when she was in, in his office and everything, and yeah, he just he, yeah, he got coked up before she came in. That's when he had that big, huge pile earlier when he was talking. Uh, right before he started talking to Sosa, he dumped his little gold box made that big uh, that big rail just <laughs> snorted that up <laughs> big. I love how they didn't they never actually show it you see him dumping it up and he, he just cut it chopped it up with his hand and then you see him just <laughs> dr- drag his nose across the table I was like damn yeah before she came in he had that big pile and he just leaned over and stuck both nostrils in and <laughs> took a breath <laughs> 
stoves covered in cocaine. Yeah, that would have killed him. Man, I don't know if... I guess you got to be Tony Montana to, to handle to handle that, because I'm sure your heart wouldn't be able to take it. But yeah, after she was in, yeah, she came in with a gun. Yeah, fuck me, Tony. He started shooting at him. She she caught he caught one in the leg from her, because then she he went ah he fell down, and then that's when that dude uh, that climbed up. Um, oh, when all the when they were upstairs, everyone just the whole fucking Sosa guy crew came piling in and in, into the onto the grounds. And they were killing fools. And then Skull blasted that one dude. Was it, No, that wasn't Ernie. That was the the other dude. One of the other big guys. Because he was like, Tony, yeah, get the, out of here. With, with the glasses. Yeah. yeah. He, he walked up and he just blew his head off with a shotgun. It, it seemed like Tony didn't have a lot of guys. Um, No, that one dude that was outside in Chi-Chi. That was it. He did Chi Chi wrong though. Yeah, I mean, come on. He, he he could at least helped him out. They could they could have probably survived a little longer. <laughs> but yeah. And that yeah, when that one fool uh, climbed up the rope and, and just busted in and gunned up uh, Gina and then Tony tackled him and then shot him. And then he fell out uh over the balcony into the water. He took his gun and gunned him up, and that's when that and one then, fat guy was down there. Tony, they're all they're coming here, get out of here. And you just see everyone, ah, all these fools coming out of the bushes running in. When he ran over to his gun case and uh, grabbed that, um, I guess it was an M16 with a rocket launcher on the bottom. Mm-hmm. He looked over and saw Gina. And she was laying there and he was like, oh, it's all right, all right, come on, come on, you're okay, you're okay. And then you just hear a gun war going out in the lobby uh, of the house. And yeah, Chi-Chi was out. Chi-Chi was holding his own, man. He was blasting every <laughs> fool that came in through the door. So he he took out a few guys, and then he ran up to the door. Tony, let me in, let me in. And then uh, he definitely did him dirty because then Chi-Chi got blasted in the back. And then, uh, I liked this line when I first heard it, but then uh, everybody says it, and it just got played out. <laughs> what the, <laughs> Tony, but I, I loved everything. You guys want to fuck with me? You're fucking with the best. Say, say hello to my little friend, and, and just fucking because there was hell of fools outside of the doors. That first that that first blast with the rocket launchers blew everybody. Ah, everybody went falling out, and I just loved how he just walked up to the door. He go, how you like that? You want more? Just started gunning fools up, and then as soon as he walked out. Other thing, and all those guys that were on the steps, and he just gunning down both sides. And I don't know how many people came in the house, but there was hell of fools in the house all shooting at him. And everyone must have been bad shots because he actually only got hit once before mm-hmm. before he really got gunned up because he took one to the shoulder and it spun him and he fell. But he had he was lighting up those fools on the stairs, and every guy that was coming in um, through the door, he was lighting them up, and then he pumped in. Uh, a rocket and it blew up the door. And I left this part. Come on, come on, go! 
Don't do me! Who do you think you're fucking with, man? I told him I'd tell him! You fuck with me! You fuck with the man! How you like that, huh? You fucking Marty Con. <laughs> that was hell of it. You wanna fuck you, you wanna fuck with me? You know, he's like, you, you wanna take me? You need a fucking army, you wanna take me? Oh, I love this uh, this camera work because when he's standing up there hooting and hollering, we saw that Skull um, crawled up that rope because he walked over the rope and then he crawled up there and he just came walking and slow. And Tony was still just blasting fools up, talking hell of shit. And he goes, you know, you're fucking with me. Tony Montana, you fucked with me. You fuck with the best. And then he just started gunning up more fools. And then then they finally hit him. And then he, yeah. he, he had dropped his gun. That's when that cocaine strength kicked in. <laughs> he's like, he's always, I'm still standing, huh? I'll take your fucking bullets. And he was just fucking going off. And that skull walked up behind him. And, Did he pump both both barrels into him? Yeah, and, I think it was a, a double barrel. Yeah. Yeah, because it, 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 it blew out his spine. And... uh and then yeah, when he fell off into there, because when he falls into that little pool, I mean, awesome stunt. That was a stunt man. That wasn't a, mm-hmm. a dummy they threw off. And I don't know how deep that little pool was, but he <laughs> he did a um, belly flop into it. Because I loved how because when he hit, all the water spilled out, but it was all full of blood, <laughs> and he was floating there. And I love the camera work because the camera just starts to pull back, and you see bodies laying everywhere. Smoke and everything, and skulls just slowly walking down the stairs. <laughs> and that was pretty much a movie. But you know, yeah, when we get a get a shot of the statue. I, I used to have a mini version of that statue, but I broke it. <laughs> it. It lit up and everything. So he took double shot, double double barrel to the back, up close. And I don't know how he survived, but again, like you said. That coke strength <laughs> kept him coke, going. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, keep you going. Uh, I never finished the game, so I I don't know how, how it played out. I was just more surprised. Like, how the hell did he survive? Well, they they were supposed to do a single or not single uh, a sequel to this because it was supposed to go. They were supposed to spin off the whole aspect of. Um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer not being able to get pregnant that she actually was pregnant and just never told Tony. And then will that kid grow up to be the next? I, I, they said yes, but not on the level of Tony, but him trying to get to that level. So I don't know. That was the last time I heard they was doing anything close to being a sequel. Um, the game was fun, but I, I don't think I would have wanted a another one. It would have just been no. I mean, <laughs> we would have watched it, of course. We would have went and watched it, but nah, I don't. I don't think it would have been uh, been the same. Did you see the um the original one, the nineteen thirty two one? Uh, I seen it, but I saw it when I was a kid, so. I couldn't really. Yeah, tell I have you. it. I I didn't. I saw it once a long time ago when I found out that this one was supposedly a remake, but I don't remember it being the same. Uh, it came out in 1932. An ambitious and nearly insane violent gangster climbs the ladder 
of success in the mob, but his weakness pro proved to be his downfall. Scarface. Who was Scarface in this one? Uh, it was Tony Paul Muni. Um, I have the steel book, and it's got uh, both versions, the this 32 one and the 83 one. Geez, Boris Karloff was in this? Yeah, I saw this a long time ago. I do not remember it. There wasn't no huge uh, gun battle <laughs> at the end, but... Um, yeah, I'm looking as far as a sequel. The I, I can't even pronounce his name. Luca, some the guy that did the Suspiria uh, remake. I guess he is on board to direct. This was announced May 14, 2020, sequel? and it's supposed to uh, remake. And it's supposed to be written by the the Cohen brothers. Uh, I'll still see it, but. I, I'm pretty sure it won't have nothing to do with the Cuban refugee or anything I like that. Find something from today to do it, but I um leave this movie alone. I mean, Hollywood, they can't. If they base it on the original one and remake that, all right. But don't, don't this. They, you can't match up what De Palma and Oliver Stone and Al Pacino did in this. I mean, uh, yeah, it's Hollywood. We always say this. They, they. So there's a, there's a bunch of movies they shouldn't touch. This is one of them, and Jaws is the other. Leave those alone. <laughs> oh, Jaws will happen one day. No. It'll happen. <laughs> Oh man, we'll wait another fifty years and then make it because I doubt I'll be a hundred years old. <laughs> but I mean, come on, <laughs> wait until I live my life before you ruin it uh, with a remake of Jaws. <laughs> Just because we're talking about it, it'll be announced yeah. tomorrow. Oh, shit. Or Speaking something. of that, um, uh, shout out to my girl Becca. We did a um an anchor episode uh, dealing with all these movie lists we did. We we're talking about 16 candles and because I remember they were talking about them mm -hmm. wanting to remake it a long time ago. And we said they, they couldn't remake that movie today because of some of the stuff that was going on in it, mainly dealing with some racial stuff. But we spoke too soon, not 30 minutes after we were done with that episode. One of my friends tagged me at something and they're good. They want to remake 16 candles. I was what? like, oh, no, we we spoke too soon and uh, it, it's coming. I was like, really? I was like, oh, my God. Um, Starring yeah. Selena Gomez. Um, so this, this is the thing that I read. Almost 40 years later, John Hughes, iconic 1984 classic 16 Candles is getting a modern TV reboot. TV? Yeah, Selena Gomez is, I assume she's going to be Sam. <sighs> Will I watch it? Of course I'll watch it. But no, just, just leave it alone. You guys ruined Valley Girl with that stupid remake that they did a few years ago. That was <laughs> like the worst movie ever. Uh, not the 1983 one, the 2000 or the 2020 one. I mean, nothing against um, Jessica Rothy or whatever her name is. Is that that girl in um, Happy Death Happy Day? Happy Death yeah. Day. 
Nothing against yeah. her. I love her. But oh my God, they just destroyed Valley Girl. It was a musical. It wasn't like how the the Oh, that's probably uh, why I didn't watch. And it was it. one of those ones where they just they'd be talking and then just break out into song and dance. Oh, oh man. man. Miss Monica, I love you to death. You know that. But oh she was telling me, Oh, it's pretty good. I liked it. And I trust her. So I'm like, cool, I'll watch it. Oh, Monica, you are so wrong. I mean <laughs> I hated that movie. That was the worst movie of twenty twenty. Only I only say that because I love the original one. Nicholas Cage and, and Deborah Foreman. Not that Oh man. And now they're gonna ruin it with sixteen candles and of course they're gonna do jobs. See out of anything John Hughes, I would always I always thought they would have redid the Breakfast Club. They're they list they're just listening to you. That'll come out tomorrow too. Uh I, I just Oh man, if I was if I was to make a movie, I would put it in the in the clause somewhere. Do not remake this. <laughs> I don't know if they could do that. I mean, isn't that like uh, what is it? Back to the Future? Doesn't uh, Zemeckis have something to say about that? I hope so, and I hope it's still good. <laughs> I think that I think that's why they never did another I one. I remember them. It might have just been rumors of them talking about it, and they wanted um. Justin Bieber to be uh, Marty McFly again. That might have been a rumor. Don't don't quote me on it. But I saw that and I was like, really? Yeah, I I can don't want it to happen, but I could see uh, something like that happening. No, just just leave it alone. I mean, they're still talking <laughs> about wanting to remake Star Wars. No, leave it alone. It's fine. <laughs> they did remake. They did. They remade oh, it. It was called The Force Awakens. But leave it alone. <laughs> Whatever happened to all that uh, GoFundMe money to to redo Last uh, Jedi? What was it? I don't know. Somebody yeah. pocketed it. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I hated it, but I wasn't gonna waste my hard-earned money to to someone. I'm like, then... I like, I like how they thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> it's just the internet, everyone. But I mean, I the internet. Does they can rowdy rowdy people up and round people up to get things done? Was it because of all the fans that said to release the Snyder Cut that we got Zack Snyder's Justice League? Maybe, or maybe they were going to release it anyway. But I don't know. I I don't know. But I want to think that these guys that were out there hooting and hollering in front of um Warner Brothers with their signs released the Snyder Cut. Hey, right on to you guys, because that movie was awesome. I don't care what anyone says. But. All right. Um, that was 1983 Scarface. And, it's your pick. Um, we kind of mentioned this um, earlier. Um, what year did this one come out? Um, it is streaming on YouTube. That's the only... Oh, is it? That's is it what the I'm only it one is? place I've seen it streaming, unless you rent it or if you have the, uh, the DVD. But this is the film that came out ten years later, 1993's Taylor Hackford's Blood In, Blood Out, Bound, also known as Bound uh, by Honor or 
both <laughs> names, depending on which version. You when get. I first saw the trailer, it was it was called Bound by Honor, so I was like, oh, cool. But then I, I didn't see it when it, until it came on um, TV. Have you heard there's supposed to be like a six hour director's I'll cut watch of the it, movie? Because this movie was three yeah. hours long, and um. I don't want to get into it. We'll get into it when we talk about it. Yeah, come back next week when we talk about um, 1993's Blood In, Blood Out. If you want to be a part of the conversation and never seen this, it's streaming on YouTube. It's it's mm-hmm. The copy is decent enough, um, but I don't know which one it is. There's one. I mean, it's the full movie. It's the um, the DVD version. So there, there's, there's some scenes yeah. in it. That uh, weren't in the original cut, um, and and if you want, I think the DVD is going for like five bucks on Amazon. There's, there's somebody selling them on Instagram that was, I guess, a part of the movie, and um, they're they're selling them autographed by I don't know who, but um, yeah, okay. Um, there's uh there's a couple versions uh, or different people uploaded it to YouTube. One of them, the sound goes out during like my favorite scene when they take out Spider. I mean, the picture's there, but there's no sound. So if it's that one, go back and click on the other one. So, or you can just go and click on that scene and watch that, and then go back and. So you don't get none of the Benjamin Bratt. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean. You You don't don't hear it. You see it. You don't hear it. There, there's a, a couple different versions on here. People, different people uploaded it. So, if you just type in "blood in, blood out" uh, full movie, um, it's there. And um, yeah, so um, but it's streaming there. The whole movie's there. You can watch, and there's one where it's all in one big cut, uh, two different times, or you can watch the one that's like. 80 parts or, or something <laughs> like that. Cause I was like, damn, <laughs> this, this thing is, uh, let me see. Okay. Um, I will put the, ver- the, the version I found is, um, it's got the, the audio for the, the, the scene, the spider scene. Um, I'll put okay. it on, we have a stream fiends, don't we? <laughs> on Facebook or or no? Uh, yeah. Okay, Facebook I'll put group. um this link to the good one on the stream fiends Facebook group. So if you if you guys haven't seen it and you want to watch it, it is um pretty good. Or you can just try uh the page is try not to laugh shorts, all one thing. But I'll put the link on the on the um stream fiends Facebook page so you can go watch it there but yeah come back next week for um 1993's blood in blood out aka bound by honor with that um as far as e-society we were supposed to record an episode but time got away from us but um we i do i'm putting out an anchor episode so um go over to that'll be an anchor episode but it'll be or wherever you're listening to uh podcasts, just search East Society and the uh, Anchor or whatever, and it'll be there. So that'll be up. Oh, 
streaming recommendation. Oh, um, um, we lost uh, William Hurt. Um, mm-hmm. it was last week. He's got a ton of good movies. Um, check out. Uh, this is on HBO Max. Check out. Uh, what year did that come out? Was it two thousand something? Um, I just watched it too. Um, let me pull it up again. Oh, 1998's uh, Lost in Space. That's uh, streaming on HBO Max. And uh, it's got the great William Hurt and the awesome Gary Oldman, Matt LeBlanc, Mimi Rogers, Roller Girl, Heather Graham, uh, Gretchen Wieners, Leslie Chabert, or however you say her name, and a bunch of other people. Yeah, um, rest in peace, uh, William Hurt. But check out uh, Lost in Space. Streaming on HBO Max. And mine, uh, since we talked about Mark Margolis, who was Hector Salamanca, I've been watching. This came out uh, the early nineties, I think. Uh, Oz, the prison drama series on HBO. I ain't seen that in forever. Uh, yeah, I'm rewatching it, and there's so many people. There's so many of that guys in that series, and uh, he popped up as Antonio Napa. He's uh, one of the the Italians, the the mob. And I was like, oh, it's Hector Salamanca, but he pops up as Antonio Napa. So yes, Oz on HBO Max. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's gonna be it. Um, Go to the horror horror dot com and check out everything. There's um links for all the shows. Buy a t shirt and uh become a patron and, and all that. And I don't yep. remember what else to say. <laughs> Just go there, that's where everything's at. <laughs> so. Yeah, links to all the shows, all social media pages, everything. There's even a link to the Skater Nez Podcast Network and the East Society Anchor Link. So everything's there. Cool. Yep. Just go there and you'll find all of us. But um Magnus Podcast has been two episodes within the last couple of weeks. So if you guys haven't heard that one, uh, definitely go check that out. Um Steven from the Ripe Potatoes, um half of the Ripe Potatoes. I uh had uh, him on and we just talked about him and everything else. And the live show that um, myself, Oki Podcast, Russ from the Oki Podcast, and Isaiah and Josh from Toke Signals Podcast, uh, we did a live show at the Shrine. Go over there and check that out if you haven't. And yeah, that's it. Follow us on Instagram uh, at East Society um, at Oh Macnez Pod. I finally made a Instagram page for it. There ain't much on it, but you can follow that there. Um, oh, follow our, um, like, and subscribe to our, um, YouTube page. Uh, just search E-Society and whatever's on there. There's going to be more as well as TikTok. TikTok. We're on there too. So, um, yeah, it's E-Society pod at E-Society pod. So just check that out. I just dropped an unboxing for an awesome piece that I picked up. Shout out to, uh, the, um, urban Aztec, uh, Jesse Hernandez, um, Go check that video out and everything else. So, yeah, Twitter, same thing. E-Society, Magnus Pod. Follow us on there. And, uh, yeah, that's it. But come back next week for more. So, until then, uh, be safe out there and party on. And be good to each other.